welcome to another edition of the Little Bird Podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me, as always, the lovely and talented founder, CEO, and resident mama bird of Little Bird Marketing, Priscilla McKinney. Good morning, Priscilla. I need more coffee. Oh, good lord! <laughs> you know, it Sorry. took every it, it took every ounce of energy just to get that intro out of the way. Well, that's okay. Well, I hate to be a downer, but I do need more coffee. But I promise, I will. Engage my brain right now, and let's talk about something fun and interesting. Perfect. Well, if you think of something, let me know. Okay. <laughs> I'll be right here. <laughs> because I don't... you'll podcast that with another client. Exactly, because I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do fun and interesting until after nine a.m. Oh, <laughs> California time, anyway. So. <laughs> good God. Well, now we had been talking last time. We talked about um, about websites in general and about. You know how everybody needed one, but everybody had one, and not everybody had a direction for one. So I want to sort of continue that conversation today and mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about like website design and how that's evolved or de-evolved, um, as Devo so uh, aptly puts it, the de-evolution. <laughs> Of uh, website designing, and I mean, since since you're in that business, and I'm kind of in that business, I thought it'd be, it'd be interesting to banter about on that. Well, that's cool. I'm also seeing a lot of interesting trends this year, and by trends, I don't mean necessarily like they're, they're brand new things this year, but just more that it's there's certain types of pages or certain types of design tools or just a lot of things that people are using more often than not. And I'm kind of one kind of wondering, is this staying? Is this going? There's right. a little resurgence in using particular types of things. And, you know, it's the cool effect when someone sees something. Oh, it's cool. I want my website to do this. So people start using it more. And then the more it's in the market, the cool thing is my my personal feeling is the more longer it's in the market, the more people want to use that tool, but then start tweaking it creatively. Right. Right. And we could talk about that a little. To me, that's kind of like ultimate art right there when you completely tweak it in the end. But back in the day, I mean, remember websites? They basically oh, yeah. were a business card. Right, right. I mean, well, and yeah. you, there wasn't much design to them. I mean, when it when you boil it down, it was usually a one-page boilerplate that just had your name, your company, your uh, website address, which I always found ironic that people put their website address on their website. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like... I never thought of that. That's hilarious. Well, it's true. It's like their website address is right there on their website. So what does that really mean? If you click it, do you just recycle back to where you were? I don't know. It, okay, it just... well, that's, okay, let's start with that, which I always say with my clients. Let's start with the why. That's a perfect example of no clarity and someone just designing something, right? Right, right. And I tell my clients and my staff all the time, it's, okay, clarity first, then creativity. Right. What are we doing? Why? 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 You know, my clients always say, oh, I want to do this. Happy to do it. Why are we doing that? Right. So the same thing goes with websites. And oh, the other thing is that people think a lot of times if they, like the the, the old adage, if they build it, they will come. Right. No, they're not going to come. And oh. I think people are finally waking up to that just because you build a website. And even if you think it looks great, that does not bring traffic to your website. That's absolutely true. And I... One of the things I noticed early on when I started getting into it, and I, I'd, I'd build, you know, little small basic three to five page websites for people. Mm-hmm. And that was the that was the thing. They said, oh, if we just get a website built, then everything will be better. And it's like, well, no, that's just an element of it. There's still 
all the other marketing you have to do. There's all the, you know, getting it out there right. so people know you're there. It's not like when you finally hit send on your publishing software right. that, oh, everybody knows now, and you get like 10 million visitors the next day. It's like, right. I, it's so funny how people get in that mindset. And it's not only will people come to it, but then even if they weren't, say you had a great strategy and they came to it, what are they going to do when they get there? And I'm a big believer in trying to automate pieces of your business. So I like to kind of go with the client and say, well, what is it that's eating up your time? Right. And I like to ask them to give me like two problems. Okay, I spend too much time talking about XYZ and I can't communicate with my clients frequently. You know? Okay, right. pick something. So... Let's say we're selling, it's a fire shop website, we're selling an iron. Okay, sure. If I had a nickel for every time I explained to someone why they want to put in a this kind of chimney as opposed to this, they, they just want to pull their hair out. They're so tired of explaining a basic thing. Right, right. Okay, so let's put that basic thing on there. Let's make that some kind of educational piece. And then they bring the other, say, top problem is I can't stay in front of my client. They weren't interested in buying today. But 90 days later, I found out that they bought this awesome chimenea, but they bought it from someone else. Right, right. So I could take that problem, say, let's solve at least two problems. Let's automate the question and answer about this or the really go into why you're different or make that case for whatever it is you're saying 20 times a day. Sure. And then the other piece is going, well, let's make some kind of an interactive piece for them to sign up for your email. Give them something of value. So they are willing to give up their email address so that you can then create a clever strategy of staying in front of them because you know over time that people are in the market and they're in that particular industry. Let's say the sales cycle is a 90-day sales cycle. They think about it, then they take about three months, they find the perfect one, and then they go. Right, right. So, I mean, that's just – I just made that up, but you could put that on a – chiropractic office on a marketing firm on a, a product do you want to do what bring me the two problems what are the two problems you're trying to fix and let's at least make sure that we know that the website is accomplishing that and taking some things off your plate right well that's the interesting part about any sort of website development is that you have to have a purpose for your site are you trying to sell something you're trying to give information are right. you trying to do something right and so many people just, they don't sit down and take the half hour to really, right. to even come up with the with the barest minimum oh, concept. That is, that is totally true. And a lot of people, it's straightforward when it's e-commerce. Hey, I want to sell this. Right. Okay. Great. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> but when it's business to business or you're not selling a particular thing, then the question is are you trying to have a brand building session with someone? Are you, you know, trying to garner loyalty or is there a particular user experience you're going for? Or are you trying to build a platform? Yeah. Are you trying to get a lot of people there because eventually you're going to do something with that and you're trying to establish your expertise. And I, I talk a lot with my clients about instant uh, legitimacy mm -hmm. and how for some people they may not be selling something on their website but really, really good design, even if it's not a complicated site, clean, beautiful, clear writing, that kind of design, that can give you immediate legitimacy in your industry. That's very true. And that's, that's incredibly true. Now, that brings up another question that I have, because I've seen this over and over and over again, not only for web design, but for print advertising as well. Mm -hmm. Some people are so stuck in the, like the, the big wham, bam, oh my God, uh, starburst that says sale. Oh. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like It's like the big overkill, like 
Uh-huh. Obnoxious colors, flashing, whatever. I had this client, perfect example, and he started out in the tool business. Like that okay. was his that was his gig. Like he actually started out of his garage, mm-hmm. or actually out of the back of his truck, even even worse, and built his business into like a fifteen to sixteen chain tool store across three states. And it's a great story, but his advertising, which worked for him, I'm not saying it didn't work because obviously it did work, mm-hmm. but he was all about the big starburst that said sale and yeah. just obnoxious colors and all this. Well, when I was working with him on his website, he had changed his tune and was really more about the, I don't want to say minimalistic, but it was mm-hmm. more about that sleek kind of yeah. cool streamlined look where it, it almost went too far the other way. Well, first of all, I'm going to fine you 15 cents because we're not allowed to say the word starburst at our <laughs> so, unless, it's, unless it's the candy <laughs> right unless you're sharing in which case fine but other than that you're not allowed to say that there's a couple <laughs> of other words you're not allowed to say but um but that's one of them okay uh starburst synergy i, I, I you know i'll create a whole list another time oh, good but yeah you know people can be addicted to that kind of way you get lured into thinking that oh but this works well okay first of all you hit the nail on the head. It worked for him at one point, right? But those things have a way of stop stopping working. Is that the way well, yeah, to say I it? Think people I, morph. People are now so much more leery of the salesy approach. We talked about this about native advertising too. People want to know when they're being sold to, and right. that soft sell. Like uh, it, it's like Facebook right now going through this massive algorithmic change about really punishing people for the bait and click types of headlines. Yes. You know, yes. six ways to completely uplevel your life. Number three will shock you. Right, exactly. You know, this kind of stuff. So they are, they have completely redone their system and there are reasons for that. And so you have to be thinking out there with any kind of marketing, what am I doing? And it's going to, is it working? Yes, but don't stop tracking it because I guarantee you there will be fatigue and it will change. And if you don't move and change quickly with it, then you are going to not only lose, but eventually will actually be punished too. It will blow up in your face. Yeah. And then or, you'll be mocked or, by people like us for using Starburst. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and even worse than mocking, you, you'll become uh, a non-entity. It's it, you're you're losing relevance, right? And exactly. isn't that what garners you more and more real estate out in the world wide web? Is relevance? Right. At the base of everything, that's what SEO, you know, that's what the search engine are doing. They're trying to find relevance. And so they're going to kick, kick people down for less relevance and up. I don't care what algorithm it is, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Google or Bing or whatever. They're all looking for relevance and they're trying to deliver it. And so then that kind of comes back to the same thing with websites. Why? Do you have something? Do you have clarity? And then let's think creatively about it. Because, you know, I have seen some ugly websites that are Absolutely. killing it. Yeah, yeah, that and is so true. I don't personally ever want to own one like that, but I would rather have it's killing it and it looks great. Yes. But hey, I, if, if I had to choose one or the other, I'd take the money. Right. Yeah, take, the always take the money. Always take <laughs> but the money. But I think my position with clients is you can have them both, but don't take beauty over brains because it will not pay off in the end. So exactly. I guess that's kind of the question. What do you want to do? Are you trying to build your brand? Are you just trying to get straight profit? Are you trying to build a platform, establish yourself an expert in a particular field? Are you trying to really kill page ranking? That is 
you got to be found. You got to be found. You know, do you need basically become a player or something like that? So anyway, there's a lot of things that we discuss with people, but I wanted to talk a little bit about trends, but I'll tell you just real quick before I go into that. I know you love nightmares and freakish stories. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I have a recurring nightmare (laughs) about building websites. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And it's all morphs like the old line from when Harry met Sally. Well, is it always this nightmare always the same? No, it changes. Well, what's different? Uh, what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, the dream stays the same. Right, exactly. But this total nightmare is that I get asked to design a website for a webmaster conference. Oh, like for Lord. a web designing, you know, summit or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine what a total nightmare? That, Talk about that just paralysis. Makes me, that just makes me, I just got goosebumps just thinking about that. <laughs> it's like, oh. You know what? I, I laugh about it all the time, but, you know, it was really hard to build our website. We're supposed to be the pinnacle of creativity, the pinnacle of ROI, the pinnacle of the instant legitimacy. What we're pushing, it's hard to finally just choose and put yes. it out there. Yes. And so it really helped me to gain clarity about who we are and then get creative. That's important. I try and take my own medicine and things like that, but that's stressful. I I certainly don't know that I'd ever want to design a a website for a designer. (laughs) We've had, I think, what, six websites? We've only, you know, been working for five years. Right. But this last one we've had the longest. And I, you know, yes, the the answer is yes. We put ourselves through the paces. We did that. We collaborated. We, everything at every different step of the way, it would come back to me and say, is this my vision? Because ultimately it's the vision of what I'm trying to do with the company. But I got to tell you, this last one that we have, and we're going to stick with it for a while, but I've been morphing it lately an awful lot. And I'll tell you why. When I first got this new website, I was really looking to establish our brand. It was brand building. If you ask me, why are you building this website? Why are you changing it? Brand building experience. I want people to ooh and awe and wow and say, doesn't matter what the quote comes back as we want to work with you. We can see we want to work with you. And so I was just been out of shape over about two years, really doing work that would enhance our portfolio. It was about portfolio building. Mm-hmm. And now I'm past it. It's so interesting, but you got to move with your company. Now I don't need that. I don't need to prove to anybody anymore what we can do. Right, Everybody can right. see that we, so I don't need more of that. So I have recently morphed our website into more of a platform establishing just the depth of expertise and a platform from which to jump beyond. And the podcast is a case in point. I got to the point where, okay, everything's established. The podcast was a big turning to say it needs to be something else where I'm out in the industry in a very different way, a more public way. We've been making little changes to it. I, I just changed to the front page a little more of an actual blurb about us, which I stayed off of text because I was doing this brand experience thing. But now if you notice, you go to my website today, littlebirdmarketing.com. We do have the watch the video as the first thing because I want people to see how we work, like really who we are. And for me, that siphons half of the looky-loos. This is how we work. Do you want to work with a company who works like this? Then the next thing right underneath, which I did not have before, is a we are a flock of creative peeps who do blah, blah, blah. Because I was experiencing, and you have to be constantly listening in the market, I was experiencing that people loved what we did and were having a positive brand building experience with us, but they didn't know how to connect with us or if we really wanted them to. Mm. And so a lot of people just kind of got that idea. It's almost like we were too out there. Like, well, I'm sure we can't afford you, but, and I'm like, 
oh, I'm why don't we talk? Why? Why are you sure? And I realized that I was doing a little bit of disservice to myself. And so my point to that is that you may have gone through the process with your website with one reason in mind, but it is a constant changing, free flowing entity. You've got to morph it with the times. And that brings up an interesting point for me is that I love talking with people about how to tweak their website and whatnot, but I can't seem to get it out of people's heads. Like they think you build the website and you're done. Right. It's like, right. No, you, you, I change something on there like every three months. And obviously I'm posting a new blog. I'm posting a new podcast. I got to keep it fresh. I got to keep it uh, breathing. And I, I don't know how to really explain any more clearly to people that it's not, oh, are we going to build this? And the first question out of their mouth is, well, how long is it going to be before we have to build a new one? Well, you know what? It won't be like that if you keep it up and constantly morph and change with the times. Right. On a smaller scale. Right. So you don't have, it's almost like maintaining your car. You know what I mean? It's like if you do regular oil changes, if you rotate the tires, if you do all the little things, if you notice something's wrong, fix it. So that way at the end of eight months, you don't go, oh my gosh, it's not performing. Well, here's the interesting thing. I'm glad you put it that way. We now do not send a quote out for a website. We will not take a website on any longer if there's not a commitment to six months of search engine optimization. Oh, good for you. I think, that's, I think that's smart. There's so much fine-tuning to do, and we build it properly, and the page ranking, I mean, we, we do all of the best practices, but you still have to tweak, and you still have to be able to respond to changes uh, that the search engines are making. I mean, those algorithms are changing all the time, and right. they may have a big release, Panda or Penguin or whatever. They may do a massive release at one point. But they're constantly changing little things. And we use a very sophisticated report, so it's not this kind of idea of search engine optimization. What are you doing with my money? They don't know. We send a very extensive report on the first of every month to every client, and it has all of the specifics about what's wrong with the site. And it's giving you a ranking number from you know 0 to 100. Mm-hmm. And even if the client is not interested in the details, doesn't care to know what, what our playbook is, what we're going to be doing over the next month, they allot so many hours and we're going to spend so many hours fixing as many things as we can and tweaking it. But they just have to look at the number at the top. Now they can read the whole report if they want to. I honestly doubt that my clients are doing that. Right, exactly. <laughs> but they can look at that number. Oh, we're at a 65. Oh, now we're at a, you know, 75, 76, 77, you know, and they can see them building up over time. And that's especially important when we go to build a website. I pull that report on the old website that they had. And then as soon as I'm complete and I've launched their new website, I pull the report on the new one that we're presenting to them. Oh, that's great. Because how else is a business owner to know if it's any better? It might look pretty. Yeah. But how do they really know that it's any better, that it's really far more matched to the search engines? Right. So, you know, that's to me, that's a big deal. But well, now that brings me to another question about the content is king thought. Now, when you work with a client Mm -hmm. and you you make sure that they do a at least a six month search engine optimization commitment, Mm -hmm. what about the content? I mean, because this this seems to be the biggest thing that I've I've found, at least with with clients I've worked with, Mm -hmm. is they want to build a website. They've got all these great ideas. Here's what I want. And they can be incredibly clear about what they want their website to be, to mm-hmm. do, and how it's going to act. Mm-hmm. But after it's done, it's like, oh, my God, that was that was such a chore to get that happening. Oh, I'm glad we're finished. Now we'll just sit back and let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of, wow, what can we add to it? Because right. 
that's that's the hardest thing to let people or not to let people know, but for for the client to grab the concept and realize that okay, I've got it done. Now I've I've got to continue mm-hmm. feeding new content and information in so it stays relevant, so it stays fresh. Right. Because if you at least this is my experience, you you might know this better than I. But if if a person goes to a website three consecutive times and there's nothing new, mm-hmm. they'll probably leave. Right. Absolutely. And even if the person goes there or doesn't go there, people won't keep going there if the search engines don't deem that it's relevant. And relevancy is many times based on one factor is the content being updated. And so I, you know, I do have to deal with the copy and making sure like the the first line, the headers, you know, there's a lot of best practices about where that first, you know, those massive keywords need to be. And there's a lot of schools of thought on it. And there's a lot of great things to do. But in the end, I don't put too much pressure on myself over it because I insist on a blog. And a lot of people are like, oh, nobody wants to read me in the industry. I'm like, I know. I agree with you. (laughs) Right. Nobody does. And nobody's going to follow your blog. Let's take the worst case scenario here. But I'm not writing it so that you get a following. I'm writing it so that we can constantly put new content in to feed into the search engine optimization. And it has to be relevant content. It has to be really what you're doing. And it has to be, you know, it's not like we're keyword stuffing or anything. We're really doing what you're doing day in and out. So I have, a, like, for example, a lighting management client, like an energy management company, right? Right. So he goes in and he changes all the lights to something that takes less energy, gets rebates from a utility company, all this stuff. You get the picture, right? Sure. Installing remote access types of things like this. I guarantee you, nobody's going to go in and sign up to follow the blog, which is why I didn't even put a connection there. Give us your email, follow the blog. You know, it's like, right. I don't I don't want you to subscribe to the blog. But I posted blogs in there that specifically talk about applications, like real life applications of what how this product could be used and people's oh, experiences and things like right, that. Right. So that a client, when they go in there, they may read it when they're in there, when they're going and looking at it. But more than anything, I'm being able to feed it more information about the nuances of what this client does. And I'm basically teaching the search engines how to refine my prospects. Yes. And so, yeah, we even these reports, they look at keywords and all those, you know, types of things. But I'll give you one tip that I I swear, I just posted this on Facebook, but people don't do this. I don't know why. I talk to people, they come in and be like, yeah, I haven't been on my website in years. Really? What? They haven't even looked. They're like, yeah, it's so old. I don't even look at it or whatever. I, I literally, I would love to know a show of hands of business owners. When was the last time you were on your own website. And I, here's my tip. And I'm not, and I even put on Facebook, I guarantee you most owners won't even do this. Go to your own website and pretend you are a customer and have the experience and Mm. then come talk to me because then you will know what is wrong. Let me just ask you this question. In your experience, do you find that most clients can actually do that? Can they remove themselves from what they do to a point to where they can pretend to be a a customer? You know, I don't know. I don't even know that people have done it. I tell people to do it all the time. Their response is usually like, oh, I know it sucks. Yeah, but I need to know how it sucks. Right, right. (laughs) You know, how in your opinion, because, I, you know, I know marketing, but I don't know their industry. And I can pick things out, but I guarantee I'm going to pick out different things than they pick out that's wrong with it. I I wonder if it's just that they're so close to it. And and I am guilty of this as well, because when I I did have a website, like one of those AOL ones for a while that, Mm -hmm. that I had built with the animated under construction (laughs) and i would go back there and i'd post a few things because i even but even before i got into this industry i knew Mm -hmm. that if i didn't have content on there people wouldn't really care right 
So I, I, I went back in and I stopped and I tried to put myself in the mindset, but I think I was so used to seeing it. Uh, it what's that uh, phrase? You can't see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, this looks, this, I, I think, okay, this is perfect. This is the perfect wording. It's good enough. Oh, yeah. And I got stuck in that. It's like, it's good enough. Do I really want to put time into it? Because at that point, I mean, it was more of just a personal page. So mm-hmm. I go, do I really want to invest the time in it? Do I want to do this? Do I want, no, it's good enough. It's good mm-hmm. enough. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that this mindset of I will invest just enough to make it acceptable. Right. And then if it, it's almost like you're rolling, uh, playing craps in Vegas. You roll the dice and you, you hope to God you hit a, you know, you hit a seven or, right. or whatever the lucky number is. Well, this is exactly why, Dan, I don't think you can build a website without having a full-blown marketing strategy. I, I, I mean, agree. who cares? I mean, say you build a website. To me, a website is it's super important. It's foundational. But it is only a tool and it is only a piece of the larger marketing strategy. Well, yes. I mean, it's like it's like buying an ice cream truck and you're not even sure if you want to be an ice cream salesman. <laughs> or you take any kind of an established business. I, honestly, I think it's worse when I deal with, with people who have an established business because they're already kind of comfortable and they're like, yeah, people just come to us for it. But they see it as like an extended business card or extended Yellow Pages ad or whatever, right. heaven forbid, oh, you know. But really, they don't get the bug about how it could be interactive or how it could be different or how it could be call people to come many times. I can give countless examples, but like say you're in some kind of medical field. Well, why not have something about healthy living? Why not have a tip of the week? What's the content? What's something that can happen? What's something that you can give away that would garner someone's email address so that you can stay in touch? Think about it, something different. I I have the better results with people who are just starting a business because they're hungry. Mm. They're desperate. They need a way to hurry up the pace. And so they are more interested in, okay, how could this work? What's the big thing? Okay, so integrating a TV spot with a call to action, with a mailer, with this social media campaign, with this Google Ads thing, all culminating into the website where we're tracking this and where are we funneling people? We're trying to get them to do a certain behavior. And so I can talk a little bit more freely with people who are startups about what behavior do you need clients to do when they get to your website in order to either connect with them and or go ahead and make make a sale or make make the kind of powerful connection that leads to profit. Right. Unfortunately, it's it feels very hard a lot of times to get an established business off of that because they only have seen website as that. But let's talk a little trends I see out there. Well, obviously, you got to be on mobile. It, it, if anybody out there is still building a website and it looks like doo doo on a mobile screen, yes, you should shoot that person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I heard a stat the other day. I don't know. We're either it's it's either fifty four or seventy four percent that we're consuming our content on mobile and not the desktop. It's got to work. And that's the other thing, the tip I said, pretend you're the customer. Even if you love your website, now go look at it on your iPhone. Now go look at it on your tablet. Go look at it on a different browser. Go look on Firefox. Go look on Chrome. Go look on Safari. Go see what it looks like. What is it working? Click the links. Are they broken? Oh my gosh. What's the experience (laughs) that's going on? Do have a starburst. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That should be your first uh, warning sign. Right. Now, now let's talk about that for a second. So, what have you noticed over the last let's uh, let's say twenty years in the online marketing field? Give me three 
major design changes that you've seen that you think have changed for the better or for the worse? Okay. Wow. That's a lot of pressure of 20 years. But first of all, it used to be very text heavy, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just text, 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 everywhere text, right? Right, because people were still thinking in the book-slash-magazine mentality. Right, right. The other thing was then everybody went flash, 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 flash. Oh, good Lord. We could, have a whole, we could have a whole podcast on the whole flash debacle. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's not a small little place for flash in a particular place anymore. Maybe there's, there's a purpose when it's necessary. But I really think that all developers agree that the internet video is HTML5. Yes, it's they're just simpler. They're you know anyway, it's right. just it's just crazy. So and that's one of the trends actually I wanted to point out is a lot of video use in mobile, and I think that's going to go bigger and bigger and bigger. That's a trend that's not going away, and I think it's more powerful. I tell clients all the time, please don't tell me, show me. Right. Show me you're good. Don't tell me. Right. And I really think that's what video has the power to do. And, I mean, I think case in point, look at our video that's on our website, a brand positioning statement, why we're different, why someone would want to work with us, how we work, Do you are you a fit with this, all rolled into a beautifully creative piece by using what we call in the industry B-roll. Okay, mm-hmm. I never stare at the camera and say, hi, I'm Priscilla with this, and I am so good at Right. I will make you a starburst. So I never do that, but yet it's like this third-party storytelling, and I mm-hmm. think good marketers are you know, telling stories. They're telling compelling stories. Yes. Um, and so video really has the ability to do that, and so I'm seeing a lot of HTML5 video players. I'm even seeing Im- just embedded YouTube which is fine too, you know, if it's done properly and stuff. So that's one trend. So I'd say it went with texting. I mean, all the text was big, heavy, that then went to flash and it's like, okay, which is amazing because we were all using flash when we still had the bong, 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 you know, internet dial up. Yes, you know, right. I don't know. I can't do the sound very well, but yeah. it sounded more like big Ben, but that's all okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was doing that, the internet with my British yes, accent. Right. Oh, <laughs> very good. Those um, damn that damn imported so video stain, I think. The other thing I see trending a lot is like the one pager concept. Mm. And it's really good for mobility. And so you know what I'm talking about? It's like where it's just one long page where you don't realize that you're at the top. Yes. And you're like it looks so simple and clean and yes. beautiful and, and also the other thing is very strong on screen scalability, you know? Yes. Because it's and it's all vector graphics, so it's responding. You know, I don't have to get into jargon. I'm just saying that the, the, those things make it respond very, like you can scale it without it getting stretched. Right. Right. So you don't get the pixelation of whatever you put in there. It looked beautiful on your size of a screen. And with this whole bring your own device world that we're in, you do not know what size screen somebody is working on. Yeah. It's, not possible to know. So you really have to think through what it's going to look like on all the different applications. But it's the one pager concepts a little bit more of like an experience. And the people who do it well have this kind of, uh, como se dice, lead me on effect. <laughs> like they're compelling. They, they make you keep scrolling down. Yeah. And you had no idea. Like you felt like the page was over. You got a little tidbit. But they keep leading you down further and you're enjoying it. That's like a good email, too. Like, it looks like it's it's really short and written, maybe a few bullet points, very skimmable. But you realize after you're done reading the whole thing, you're like, oh, good God, this was long. But you didn't notice it throughout it because they put it in, like, small, easily digestible 
packets. Right, right. So uh, ours is a little bit of a morph of a one-pager concept. It's very deep one-pager. Of course, we do siphon out, and there are a lot of deep back pages, but it appears to be a one-pager concept. Yeah. I, I was actually, while we were talking about 10 minutes ago, I was actually scrolling through your site and uh-huh. checking it out. And it it does. It does have a feel of a one-pager, uh-huh. and it loads very, very well. I mean, I'm, and I'm not just saying that because you pay me, but, I mean, <laughs> it really does. I think I think if I had to, to boil all this down into mm-hmm. a one-sentence thing of here is your credo that you should be following, it's like mm-hmm. make it simple, make it smart. Mm-hmm. And right. have maximum impact. That kind of leads into the cascading grid layout. Uh, you're seeing this a lot. And to, it's hard because it's on podcasting. This is a little bit more difficult. But like think Pinterest, like yeah. the boards, like news has always been in this kind of like a grid layout, you know, type of thing. But now we've, we've seen it push away from news and go into mainstream websites. I think it's pretty cool, but it, it's a way to condense a lot of information. So I right. could have done a cascading one for mine, too. It's again, it's super skimmable. I, I think that's key when you're talking about a very low attention span. Yes. We use Trello, which I'm so excited because Stella, the marketing gal from Trello, is going to be on my podcast with me. Yay! Oh, nice. Coming up. nice. But they're an organizational board, and they using this cascading grid layout in their actual software. Being able to digest small pieces of information and move them around where you need them to be. It's that kind of thinking that leads someone to build a website that is some kind of a grid layout. It's really great. You can put small little tidbits of text, but you can also put nice little thumbnail kind of approach with images and it, it can be very very effective yeah the other thing i'm seeing a lot uh, more is really solid great landing pages mm. and i think for marketing purposes web designers if you just go hire a web designer by themselves i don't know that they'll really lead you into landing pages because they just think about the website itself right but for right. a marketer we're trying to track how people come in and we realize there are different types of people coming into your website and we want to customize the experience so say if i went to i just came back from a big women's conference right maybe i want to give out at that conference a website a landing page that's different from my main one maybe i want to reach out to them in a different way and my whole website can stay the same but that first home page might be so directed toward women or people, you know, whatever that that particular experience was. And you can obviously do better tracking from it, but it's really about that user experience. And then I see some people using it for what we call A-B testing. Hmm. Try this message out. See if they buy more with this homepage than with this homepage. Because any marketer who tells you they know exactly how to motivate somebody to buy is delusional. We're good (laughs) experimenters. Right. And so working with someone in web who can experiment better is good. So move very quickly with like the stats that you're seeing on the page and make it better and better. Say you you worded a a phrase just one way or whatever. I mean, there's just a lot there, but I'm seeing a lot of that. Or I really saw it and I know you're going to immediately go, oh, I know what this is. I saw it when apps really hit the market stronger and stronger. Yeah. Because these landing pages, they also are kind of like deeply focused on a particular product, not a company. Mm. It's like a particular game releases. Well, this is the game website. A particular app releases. This is a, that app, 
that company may have, you know, 18 apps for sale that they launched that month. Well, you don't know that because this website is only about this particular app. Right. I saw that with the Tile app. Have you seen that? It's like, I'm going to give them a shout out here, but it's like the Tile that you can hook on to anything that you want. It has an instant GPS tracking device. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Please yeah, say absolutely. you're already signed up for that. You went for the Snuggie and didn't go for the Tile app. I, I, well, actually, I went for, for something different. I went for the coin. Have I thought I was that? just going to say that one. I yeah, did too. I bought into it, but I still haven't got it yet in the I mail so <laughs> so they may have they may have just got my 50 dollars and went to bermuda is what i'm thinking i don't think it was 50 i think it was more than that dude oh well it was 50 bucks uh, i got the early buy-in and oh, then if I you recommend i bought one for steve and one for me that's why i paid 100 oh got you All right. okay yeah um, so that is but anyway, yes. only coin.com and that's exactly what I'm talking about, or the tileapp.com. So the, right. that's exactly what I'm talking about, where they really go super deep, not about a company, but about a product. I think that's going to stay with us, especially mm-hmm. this app. I think there's a lot of good good stuff happening there. We talked a little bit last time that there's trends in better writing. God, please make this trend bigger. Yes, please. <laughs> it's the, the gift to humanity just to write well. Yeah, well, I you know what, and... That is what I think that part of our problem with the updating the content scenario stems from. Because I think people either get that they need to make, they have to update the content, but there's also a component it has to be good content. And they can't just uh, throw up one of those pages out of Microsoft Office where they throw in all the the Latin phrases. (laughs) It's like you can't just throw that up and people are going to go, what the hell? What did I just land on? Yeah. but I, I think that, that we are seeing more of that because people are becoming so much better at seeing bad writing, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. I, I, and we talked about this when we talked about writing. But honestly, at the end of the day, most of my clients end up just hiring me to do the writing because they, it's yeah. just paralyzing to them. And if they're great writers, terrific. I probably have 25% of my clients who go, yeah, I got it. Okay. I, I And then I see them posting and they're doing it. But then I have other ones that are just, they're just not there and, they're just, and they don't care. And they would right. rather write do the writing that is required on a check. Yeah, and right. Exactly, <laughs> like signing their name to something and just getting it done, right? Yeah. So anyway, I mean, there's a couple of more that I, I've been thinking of, but honestly, I, it, it kind of doesn't matter. But I, I'll tell you, maybe we could end on this of like what we're doing, what we're trending, what we're... Sure. Um, what, so what are you doing? What are you trending? Well, I kind of can't get off the parallax effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think it's cool. And I don't... Do you know what I'm talking about? Like... um. A lot of people don't know what it's called, and it doesn't matter to me. But it's that cool effect, like I call it parallax scrolling, or some people call it the parallax effect, where there's an image in the background, a beautiful graphic, and it stays constant, but the rest of your site is moving. Yes. So it's almost like it's in layers. Right. You know that? I love that. And that done well, I think, gives a very high-end feel. And we're a boutique marketing firm. We deal with Premier. We're, we, we we deal with clients who are just better than your average bear type of clients. And they want a little wow. And I, I like it when it's done and not overdone. I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, well, now, let me, let me ask you this. Because on the other hand, I have noticed this other trend where – the background will be this beautiful image, uh-huh. but it's slightly blurred, and it's yeah. actually a, I, I don't even want to say video because I don't think that's the correct term. It's either some sort of flash animation or something where it's a picture, but it's like people working in the background, and they're moving, but the image right. is slightly blurred, and then your text or whatever's on top of that. That's HTML5 more okay. often than right. not, and it just go. has some kind of a filter over it, and so it's running in the background. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know who uh, use that a lot is PayPal. 
Yes, that was that was actually what I was just going to say. Uh, and I mean, I go to PayPal probably five, six times a week when uh -huh. I'm, you know, just to see what's going on there and just to and see I'm, in case like your Nigerian family right. left money. <laughs> exactly. Well, my my account actually did get hacked by some Russian guy and bought a McDonald's uh, meal in uh, Saint Petersburg. It was hilarious. What? But I mean, they did. It was. A, I got on there and I'm going. Wait a minute. I didn't. I didn't buy. McDonald's in St. Petersburg, Florida, and I look and I go, oh, St. Oh, Petersburg, crap. I thought you meant, like, when you said Russian guy, I was thinking St. Petersburg, Russia. Yeah, I was, <laughs> because oh. it's like, at first when I looked at it, I thought it was, like, St. Petersburg, oh. Florida, and then I went, oh, crap, that's St. <laughs> Petersburg, and then it's like, and then there's, like, two other charges, so I called them up, and they took care of it, but all that to say, when I got to the, the landing page, it was this beautiful, yeah. slightly out-of-focus graphic of people yeah. working in the background that said PayPal, and I... And I actually stopped and watched it for like about, I'd say, a good 45 seconds to a little over a minute you, because it was so be, engaging. Yeah, well, and you're going to see a lot more of that because there's tons of micro video. Even think like Instagram now, 15-second videos, you know, Twitter, six-second videos. This, these right. micro video, that is here to stay. Yes. It's crazy. Well, like Vine. If someone's not on that bandwagon, get on it. <laughs> I'm telling you, like the, one of the things that I think is probably the most known but most underused is the whole Vine con concept. Uh-huh, right. Pete, that is brilliant. There are some amazing things that people can get done in seven seconds. Oh, yeah. It, oh. it, it is pretty cool. And I really think the reason why a lot of people don't get into that is, first of all, they just are intimidated by the technology, but it's actually very simple. Yes. It's just a creative use of it. Right. So it, people, it just needs to be a little bit demystified and brought down. And that's why I don't like using a lot of jargon because it, I, I feel like it makes people uncomfortable yes. when a lot of these things are really not horribly difficult to do. They just take some time and they take, like I said, it takes some clarity. What am I trying to do here? Okay, let's think about something creative that would make this work. Right. But exactly. So what I like to do, what I want to do is yeah. I like to, it's kind of like in my, my actual house at home, you know, we built this house and every one of my doors, every, every interior door is a used door. Oh, I have one from like, uh, you know, Sarah, uh, Barnhart from, uh, you know, not, not the, our era, but you know, the old, uh, vaudeville actress. Yes. Yes. Well, my bathroom door, interior bathroom door is from her dressing room down in Eureka Springs. Oh, Arkansas. funny. Yeah. And then I have, um, up in, uh, my boy's room going into that. It's a big, thick, glass pane door that was the the door to the city administrator of bentonville arkansas in the wow. like when they took that building down so i've got stories i've got more than that but i got a lot of stories with all the doors well i like re and even my desks my desks at home for my kids homeschooling and then my desks at in the office yeah. they're old doors with window panes in it and oh, right. with glass tops over them right right Right, and they've right. got like steel piping. They're kind of like funky stuff. I always like reappropriating things, right? Mm. Okay, that's just my little, I, I can't help it. That's how I tinker, right? Yeah. Well, so what I'm doing right now is trying to solve interesting problems of text and, and trying to get information out in smaller tidbits and uh, less wordy, more skimmable, but really get to the meat with using interesting plugins. And I'll just give you one example. I just, I just completed. I had a client who had all kinds of testimonials, had all these case studies like, okay, uh, I went into this company and I saved them $96,000. I went into this and, you know, in the end, like what's the savings, right? And then they also wanted to highlight all kinds of products. 
well, I'm thinking about that on the homepage going, oh, good God, that's boring. And it's also just, oh, I just, it was painful to me. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't design it like that. I just, I can't. Right. And finally, I was just like, there's got to be a way. I've got to get this info on the front page. I really was convinced that it was front page news. So I went and reappropriated a timeline effect, a plugin that was super cool and interactive. And instead of doing it like the company history, which also I think is a little bullshit, like only the person who cares about the company history, you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you, party of one. So unless it's done in a very interesting way, very few people care about how you created that company or at least not on a timeline basis. Oh, really? Right. In 1982, you did that? That's so interesting. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh, I insert, digress. Insert the yawn sound effect here. <laughs> totally. Like well, we said, cardinal sin of you know, yes. being on the web, be boring. Exactly. Um, so I'm looking for like high-end stylized plugins just to use them differently. So I took this cool effect from a timeline and took all the dates out of it, all that kind of stuff, and colored them differently. Like I put a timeline of a testimonial, right? So it was like, you know, when the company started was the top part. And then each little target on it, one was a testimonial, just direct quote from somebody, very short. Right. The next one was saved blank money in a project at this company. Yeah. Next one was installed this product highlight, right? kind of moving around down to it. And the very last one where the timeline itself was ending, it just said, who's next? Oh. And so it was like this use of, it's not really timeline. It's just like, look, we start and these are the kinds of things that happen in between. And hey, you want in? I really wish I could have put on the end. Who's with me? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the idea of like, how do I have the experience where the client then sees themselves as a part? Oh, I'm next. So I'll be on this timeline. Right. These good things will happen to me. I'll say these wonderful things. I'll use this particular product. I'll save this much money. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that's really the key to it is being able to engage the client mm -hmm. or the prospective client in such a way as to, after they're done looking at your website, it takes them to that next step of wanting to contact you. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, Priscilla, this has been amazing. I mean, honestly, I feel like I should be sending you a check because of all this great information that I've got. Oh, feel that's, free. Feel free. Yeah, well, no, that's not going to happen. But I'm just saying it would be nice <laughs> if I did. But this has really been, this is such good information. And, of course, as always, uh, dear listener, we would love to hear your experiences of what has changed for you in how web has changed. So you can always leave us a comment on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird website, or wherever this podcast is downloaded from. So for the Little Bird Marketing Company, the home of cage-free thinking, this is Dan Lippiner along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.